Hey guys, it's Chris from Tap the Craft, and I wanted to say thank you for checking out our show. I also wanted to tell you about our sponsor, Brewer Shirts. At the forefront of the craft beer movement, Brewer Shirts was one of the first to create apparel that celebrates the art of brewing and the love of fine beer. Never too trendy, always comfortable, and offering affordable quality. They screen print their gear by hand in their studio using eco-friendly inks, materials, and processes. Check out their online store at brewershirts.com and use the coupon code TAPTHECRAFT2020 to receive 15% off of full-priced items. Welcome, craft beer friends, to Season 7, Episode 17 of Tap to Craft Podcast. I am Denny Luce, coming to you from Boise, Idaho, and my partner in craft, the dog whisperer, and my favorite Florida man and home brewer from Tampa, Florida, Mr. Chris McKenzie. How you doing tonight, Chris? And of course, what is in your glass? Denny, I've been looking forward to talking to you all day. Well, good. <laughs> uh, I'm doing really well. Had a pretty damn good day at work okay and uh in my glass tonight fair warning okay profanity is coming oh yeah so in my glass tonight i'm drinking a beer from revision oh nice and it's called <laughs> reno as f- yeah nice uh, it's a hazy double ipa from from over at revision and as usual Drinking it out of my bee cup. Oh, there you go. There mm-hmm. you go. And man, this one's good. Just like most other revision things I've had, but this this one um, this one's up there. I like that one a lot. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, and I'm not really sure what's in it. It's uh, clocking in at about eight and a half percent. And for a double IPA, it's uh, only 23 IBUs. So nice. I'll take that. What about you? Uh, how's your day going? What's in your glass? My day is going well for a Monday. And uh, I, after our last, I mean, our last episode, we mentioned Pilsners. And mm-hmm. I've been drinking a lot of Pilsners. And one of the ones that I mentioned that I really enjoy is uh, from North Coast Brewing. And it's their Scrimshaw Pilsner. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, I think I was drinking this on the Fermented Beer- Reality Beer Cast uh, last, last Monday. I, I got more. I got a six pack of this in 16 ounce cans. And this is just a great Pilsner, sex style Pilsner that is just easy drinking and just refreshing and, and really tastes good. So I wanted to make sure everyone knows that when we make recommendations, we actually drink the beers that we're talking about. So that's what I'm drinking. Nice. Uh, you don't get, you, do you get this? I always ask this, but I don't remember if you I... said yes or no. I have seen it here, um, <laughs> but I, I don't know. I think I'd have to go check. I hate to say this. I'd have to go check my local Total Wine and more. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's no beer shop check. anymore, really, but, that you can go to, is there? No. God damn it, Joel. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, I know we get it, but it's uh, it. I, I don't know if it's very consistent. Okay. Okay. 
Well, yeah, I'm drinking that. I'm also got an Iron Horse Brewing's Aloha Death, which is the coconut variant of their Quilter's Irish Death. Uh, so I'll be drinking that. And I've got a Pils, another uh, Martzen beer uh, as so? a backup in case I need that, which I, hasn't, I might. Hasn't that been your backup for? For uh, a couple months couple now. A couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. been a while. Yeah. I, mean, I, I think I've got this. I got this bottle and one more bottle left so i won't be talking about it much longer but when you have 24 of them um it's just nice filler oh okay i didn't know you had that many of them yeah i had a whole case got a free case and and i enjoy the beer and it's just been nice that and and my jubilee you know i'll mix in and out where i feel like something lighter i'll have the marston if i want something a little bit heavier but malty i'll go with the jubilee and it's a nice you know thing beer to throw in between special beers that i've been drinking and I, and I will talk about some special beers. I've got some high-rated beers on our new and noteworthy for this episode that I think I people that. will be surprised because it's a, it's a style that I'm not a big fan of. I've made comments on it before. So, yeah, it's good. Really? Yeah. Yeah. All right. But you know what? That's all about our craft beer journey. And, I, and one thing is your craft beer journey is ever-evolving. It's not constant, right? It's a, it's a path. And you come to a fork in the road, and sometimes that fork will make you go left or right. And if you choose left one time, guess what? You're going to come across a fork that might be similar. And if you choose right next time, you might just find that you kind of enjoyed that that change. And I've mm. been doing that with the. And I mentioned this to uh, to to Johan Halberg uh, in an email that he wrote to us. I wrote back to him is that I wasn't a big fan of Czech style pilsners for a long time. And I've, you know, I didn't like Pilsners at all for a long time. Then I, I enjoyed Pilsners, but I wasn't a big fan of the Czech-style Pilsners. And now I've gravitated to where I am really enjoying the Czech-style Pilsners. So you can really, your your crappier journey can really take a lot of, you know, twists and turns and, and corners and uphills and downhills. And it's just, a, it's great. It's, it's, like I said, ever evolving. Don't just like. Chris, you say all the time, just because you you find a style you don't necessarily like, don't give up on it. Keep trying, and you will eventually find a style. Or your palate has changed over that, that time, and it has really allowed you to appreciate that style more at that time in your life. So keep certainly trying. does. Certainly does. And, it's, and I'm pretty much the same way. I, well, I mean... Didn't used to be a fan of Belgians. Now mm-hmm. I really like Belgians. Didn't like IPAs. Mm-hmm. Wow. I like IPAs. Yeah. Uh, didn't like really the, the the Berliner style beers. Now it's my number one checked in category pretty much every year. Mm-hmm. Um, things like Pilsners and Lagers I wasn't really a big fan of. And now I seek them out. Mm-hmm. So yeah. keep trying. Yeah. Yeah. Keep trying. All right. Well, before we get started, Chris... Just to let you know you're a little bit out of focus, or it's either my eyesight's are going bad. Maybe no, my uh, it, light. It could so just I... be that my my screen. Oh, there wait, you there go. you go. That's better. Uh, okay, I thought my eyes were going bad, but uh, yeah, you're a little bit off focus. There we go. You're good now. Yeah. You're so my vi- my video, I had the screen really tiny, so I couldn't really <laughs> tell. <laughs> you look good now. I just want to make sure everyone can get a good look at you. Uh, that that handsome face I... of yours. Thank you. I want to show off my new shirt too. I got oh. this for Christmas and finally wore it. It's Crooked uh, Crab Brewing. Crooked Crab Brewing out of uh, Odenton, Maryland. Nice. Right? Hop, skip, and a jump from where I grew up. Nice. And uh, I got this shirt for Christmas. Well, good. Good for you. Enjoy it while you can. 
It's a wonderful shirt. I like it. All right. Pouring some more of my beer in here. All right. So before we get started again, uh, we always like to explain to anyone new listening to Tap to Craft for the first time what Tap to Craft is all about. We are an educational podcast. We focus around celebrating all things craft beer because we want to assist you, our listeners, along in your craft beer journeys and adventures. And you're listening to episode 173, recording on Monday, March 8th, 2021. And in this episode, we will be discussing a little top 10 Irish beers to drink. It's a list, a little top 10 list, I guess. Top 10 list. In. Yeah, list yeah. Um, of Irish beers to drink on St. Paddy's Day. So St. Paddy's Day will be coming after the show airs. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes I like to throw a little bit of a seasonal, you know, topic in there. And everyone knows how I love top 10 lists. And you put this up. But I put it up. But this is a unique one because these are all Irish beers. I mean, from Ireland. And you can get some of them in the States. But for the most part, you're going to have to go to Ireland to drink a lot of the the beers on this list. And I have had, I think, all but two of the the entries on there. And And I had a lot of them while I was in Ireland. So this is a good sign that if you are intrigued by a little bit of this list that we're talking about, you need to go to Ireland. Go visit Ireland and go get them yourself. And we have a couple craft beer articles that uh, I want to talk about. Uh, these are mostly, these two are focused in the Pacific Northwest, specifically in Oregon, actually. And I think it's an interesting topic that um, we'll, we'll, there's a little bit of learning in in the first article. And the second article is just a, a nice spot that if you decide to come visit Oregon, you might want to, you know, try staying at a at a hotel that will be serving up a special, um, you know, some special beers, which would be nice. And of course, you've already got a little bit of a hint of Chris and I's great co- uh, beer conversation that we'll be having along the way. And this episode is brought to you in part by our satisfied Patreon supporters like Mike Allen and William Schlimmer, who are our virtual producers, and Tom Byrne, Jeff Seiler, Johan Halberg, Tara Carlson. Chad LaMassa, Mark Church, Matt Knight, and Kirk Tabor, who want to buy us a virtual beer. And if you enjoy the content we provide, we invite you, too, to support the show by either toasting your hosts or buying us a virtual beer or even being a virtual producer. You can explore the options on our support page by visiting patreon.com slash tap the craft. And as a reminder, I want to uh, I'm going to hold this for another week or two. So people have a chance to listen and, and get their orders in. But we are doing a Tap the Craft special glassware offering. Um, I will be buying these glasses in bulk and shipping them out. And I want to get the number of glasses that I need to purchase so that, uh, you know, I, everyone can enjoy a Tap the Craft glass. Uh, they will be 21.5 ounce Willie Becker glasses, which is, if you're watching, I'm going to move my screen so I can see. Can you see that? Yeah. There. There it is. That's a Willie Becker. And the, and you see how that nice white print shows up, even on a light beer? Uh, that's the, We'll be doing white ink on these glasses, and it'll be a brand new Tap to Craft logo that we designed. And uh, it's going to be including shipping. Shipping is the hard part because that's where it gets expensive to ship glass. I can't put it in a nice foldable envelope. I, you know, it's, it's going to take a little bit to ship it. But uh, with shipping, I'm hoping that each one will be about $16 or less. I won't have the exact price until I place the order and I start to get the shipping going. And I will uh, just let me know what you want and I'll order it. And then when I get the shipping and everything worked out, 
and, and get ready to ship it. I'll let you know how much that you owe us. Denny, yes. we just got a like on our uh, on our stream here. Mm-hmm. Who do you think it was? Uh, Johan Halberg. Uh, no, uh, a <laughs> little a little closer east. Closer east, um, Joel. Say, no, but uh, same state as you. Same state as me, uh, Tom Byrne. Uh, it's close, a little further east. I'm sorry, I don't know my directions today. Uh, uh, Davis Gove from over oh, Jim Danny. Oh, hey, Davis. Well, thanks for uh, for watching and uh, and enjoy. Feel free to. I mean, Chris is watching the Facebook stream. I'm not good at doing a multiple things at once. I'm an old man. I'm setting my ways. But Chris is young. He can handle all that action. Just send it to his way and we'll answer any questions. Uh, I appreciate you joining us. Uh, unfortunately, I don't have any Jim Danny beer to talk about to to, to get you all uh, worked up. Uh, but hey, whenever I do drink it, I do enjoy it and do mention on the show. Mike but, Allen said he's he's sorry, but he... Uh, He'd love to buy a glass, but I'm already in trouble with my wife for having too many beer glasses. Well, it's okay, Mike. Uh, we're sending you one anyway, so don't worry. <laughs> you're, you're getting one free of charge, whether you like it or not. I have your address already, so you can't say anything. <laughs> it was All a right. giveaway. I don't know what. The, yeah, yeah. So if you'd like to me. buy a glass, just send us an email at taptocraft@gmail.com and uh, let us know how many glasses you'd like, and then I'll put you on the list. And again, I'll, I'll keep you guys informed when I make the order and, and find out some more on the price. Okay, we did have some feedback from our last episode. I don't know, Chris, I've been chatting for a little bit. You want to go ahead and okay. read Johan Halberg's email? Sure. So Johan wrote us, uh, he just wanted to say thank you for the last couple of episodes. They were great as always. I have sort of rediscovered the Pilsner style lately, and I really enjoy them. I actually brewed one today. Mm -hmm. I opted for a German pills as I prefer it to the Czech version. The show with Johnny Casino was great as well. I really enjoyed hearing all the stories. You can always tell when someone is passionate about something and I would gladly have listened, mm -hmm. listened for another two hours. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good show. Um, the next time I have Johnny on Chris, you'll be in there with us. I just, I knew I had so much to talk about. And even with that, it was still over a two hour show. Mm -hmm. And we could have talked for two more hours if I didn't just cut myself from just going and, and chatting away. But yeah, we'd love to have have Johnny back on with Chris and I both together to have a you know a nice uh, beer show. And he's doing some really uh, you know some nice quick take beer reviews on the Snack Network. I've posted a couple I think on our f Facebook page. If you want to go and just watch a little you know two three minute uh, review on a beer. And uh, it's kind of fun to see him doing that. And he's kind of mm -hmm. inspired me to try to do something similar. Um, and one of the things I want to do is uh, I think I want to highlight some of these beers from North Coast uh, and and do a little quick take review uh, like he does on, on there, just giving you guys a, an idea of uh, what the beer is like and, uh, and how it looks and some tasting notes and, you know, quick, quick, easy uh, YouTube things. Try to get our YouTube channel with some more content. Okay, I'll go ahead and read the next one. Uh, this one's from Jason, a.k.a. Jay Walker. So this was uh, interesting because I just assumed that his name was Jay Walker because that's what <laughs> that's what the email said, <laughs> the thing said. But then his name is Jason. So uh, Jason wrote us an email and says, Just listening to this show and heard that Johnny Casino was wanting to bottle some beer up for you but didn't know how. I had this problem and I found a great cheap solution, which involves a bung with a hole. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Everyone yeah, likes a bunghole. Yeah, yeah. A pipe, 
some pipe, spare tap, and a spare keg connector, which he had lying around apart from the bung with the hole in which he got off of Amazon. Um, and he, he linked a video in which he used to make his own uh, one of these bottle fillers. Uh, it says, the video I made mine from, I don't purge my bottles as I believe the foam will push out uh, all the oxygen. And I'll have a link to this video at the in the show notes. So if you want to go and watch this YouTube. Now, it's not. Now, here's the mistake I made. Uh, I kind of miss read it when i when he when he said here is the video i made mine from i left out the mine from and and i just i just saw i made a video so i'm watching this video and i'm like wow this guy doesn't sound like he's from the uk it sounds like he's from uh germany you know somewhere uh, eastern europe Mm -hmm. but i'm like well maybe he trans you know maybe he moved over and and uh and relocated into the uk well it turns out that wasn't Jason, that was actually some other guy. He just found a video that had a nice, <laughs> a nice video. So I enjoyed watching the video and I was like really impressed. I'm like, wow, I got to watch more of this because uh, Jason's a celebrity, man. He's got a lot of video on beer, but it wasn't Jason, but it was just kind of a funny little mis- misstep on my part. So thank you, Jason, for that uh, information and we'll make sure everyone has access to it. So if they want to make their own uh, little uh, pressure purging, filling apparatus they could do that themselves oh, it's a cool, cool. video denny yeah. make sure you share our stream on facebook yeah i know uh did did you uh, okay i'll do it when uh when you're talking I, about the un- untapped okay. stuff i here. tagged i tagged you okay in, in, okay so you, you know i'm just not it. very good at using facebook so that's the whole problem but if you tag me i can go to the tag and i can yep. i can definitely share so i'll do that but before we get to that um anyone that wants to be like jason and johan and send us some feedback or questions or whatever, you can do that easily through our email at taptocraft.gmail.com or through our Twitter and Instagram. Just follow us at taptocraft. And of course, on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash taptocraft. And don't forget, we do have our Taptocraft podcast website, which we post a lot of stuff there. So go visit us there and find out more about what's going on and and watch our videos. And you can even uh, download the podcast from there. All right, Chris. So let's get let's continue this conversation because now it's time to untap the craft and see what our listeners are drinking according to Untapped. I had to scroll a lot to get Did to you? the bottom of this. A lot of drinking so going on, huh? There was a lot of drinking going on. I guess you guys weren't really interested in going back to work today. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I wasn't. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, um, and we're gonna start. It's and I love the gap that shows up when, when we, when we scroll down. So it went Tom Joseph drinking a uh, Winwood starts here by Jay Wakefield brewing. Oh, you got some Florida beer, Tom. Uh, and he said, juicy and surprisingly strong, very tasty four and a quarter caps. And Tom drank that a day ago. That's over our usual 24 hour period. But the most recent one after that was four hours ago. Hmm. My buddy Stephen Brown is drinking a third anniversary rum barrel age stout by Arcane Ale Works. Four and a half caps for that beer. That sounds good. Uh, if you guys can ever get a hold of Arcane stuff, I know Kevin Page seeks it out, but if you guys can get a hold of Arcane stuff, definitely do it. Um, let's see. Next on the list. Speaking of Kevin Page, uh, he's drinking the consequences of humanity mm. by who, Denny? Who? Who? A burial. Yep, burial. Okay. Um, and he wrote, "It's back, baby." Four and a half caps for that beer. 
but he's drinking it out of an arcane glass. <laughs> no. <laughs> Even better. Well, that's what uh, I was going to say. I was going to say burial first. If that wasn't it, it was arcane. Yep. So a little bit of arcane, a little bit of burial. I've got a burial beer in my cooler too. Um, next on here, Mike Allen. He's got two beers kind of back to back. He's got the Devil's Hop Yard by Southern Brewing Company. And that's four cap rating for that. No notes for that. But he's also got a very, very usually hyped up beer on his list. Okay. Hop Slam. Oh, my Bell's gosh. Brewery. I have. How was it? Did he rate it high? Do you remember what you rated this beer? Yeah, I rated it poor because I had the both times I've had it, it wasn't a like a fresh can, I think. And it just didn't oh, taste okay. right. Um, I I know I've I've had it, too. And I was kind of. Um, I honestly uh, haven't been impressed with any Bell's beer and i know that that's sacrilege because people love bell's brewery but honestly i haven't had any good ones i don't think all right all right <laughs> i know and people are going to start hating us now because what bell's is the best well, too hard episode this is the... 173 was the last episode of tap the craft <laughs> hey um... everyone has their opinions and so far <laughs> honestly bell's hasn't really uh rung my bell yet isn't it yeah uh... no he, he rated it three and a half caps so okay it's kind of I... just above average yeah it's about what i think that's probably what i rated it three three and a half five you what did i rate it do you see um, I don't think you, I, I looked to see if you were, oops, I looked to see if you had checked into this one specifically, you might've checked into one that was, um, Oh, a different year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because you know how they always have each individual year. And yeah. Then, um, okay. This, yeah. Yeah. So this one, you, you didn't pop up on this one, but there's, uh, there's so many of them. So yeah. you'd have to go back and find it. Um, next on here, Tara Carlson, Ooh. which I'd be willing to bet that right above it is the same beer from Jim. Uh, she is drinking a Techno Viking. That's a cool name. Mm. My Sloop Brewing Company. A little refreshment while I'm making some meals for my father. Pairs oh. well with the coleslaw, both flavor-wise and the color palette. I was worried about the milk sugar, but it's not too sweet and not too frou-frou. Four and a quarter caps. Uh, Mike Allen said on the uh, Bell's Hop Slam, well made, but nothing exciting. <laughs> um, well, JC, uh, J, J, uh, I think his last name's Collins, but JC. Well, there's there's J Collins and there's also a JC. There's like a couple. Was it, is it? Well, it just says JC. So okay. we're. And so he's drinking a loudspeaker by Hopfly Brewing Company. Uh, four caps, no notes on this one. Um, next on our list, these these have got to be good today, guys, because man, <laughs> we have a ton of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jeff Seiler is drinking severe tire damage by Fat Orange Cat Brew Company. Really nice hazy double IPA, citrusy with a tasty old old school bitter finish. Good stuff. Love me some fat orange cat brewing. Uh, four cap rating for that beer. Um, let's see. Ryan Wheaton in Ohio checking into a saber tooth tiger by Rheingeist Brewery. Uh, gave it four caps, no notes. Um, let's see. There are just so many beers um gnarly gnome is drinking a dented silo by 16 lots brewing company i'm starting to feel like that people are just taking random names or mm -hmm. random words and just throwing them together for brewery names it could be 
<laughs> but you know what? I'm sure I'm sure there is something behind the name 16 lots. Anyway, it's uh, an amber ale, nice, bold, but balanced red ale. I'm sorry, red ale. Nice, bold, but balanced red ale. Biscuity malt pushes back hard against big, earthy, and floral hops. I like it. Thanks, Del. <laughs> um, continuing his checks, check-in streak for the 797th time, <laughs> Chad Lamasa is drinking a Groundskeeper Willie by Rockwell Brewery. As a huge Simpsons fan, I had to grab this. The Crowler has a hole somewhere, so it's leaked some of oh. it. It's a shame. It's a really good Scotch ale, but at 9.4%, maybe I'm better off not having all of it. No, Chad, you need to have all of it. Yeah, yeah. What would I, Groundskeeper Willie do? Yeah, yeah. I just, um, you know, uh, Dirty Bastards back in, in town, so I, I grabbed some of that. It was, that's a good Scotch ale. I really like that yeah, one. It's it just, um, it's got a good, I mean, it just has good flavor. And I like that. I, I call it, it's kind of like toffee, but it's more like a, mm-hmm. it's almost like a burnt caramel burnt instead caramel. of a toffee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's that burnt flavor. And, and I, it just kind of resonates with me like, wow, that's really got some, some rich flavor to it. You know, and mm-hmm. I enjoy it. I, I really do like that beer. And then even better, the uh, backwoods bastard when they barrel age it. Mm. Um. But uh, yeah, four and a quarter caps for that beer. So yeah, sorry it had a hole in it, Chad. But you know, it sounds like it was really good. Um, <laughs> you just just now when we were just talking, you just like threw that founders out there, didn't you? On the I try to do Facebook. that every time we bring up. Yeah, you, you go up through the rest of them. There's Crooked <laughs> Crab Brewing for the shirt, North Coast Brewing for your beer, Revision for mine. Wow, yeah, dang. Yeah. I you're, try to get them in there. You're killing it. What it does, I I don't know if it does this. I don't think it does anything. But hey, we maybe one maybe one day they'll actually. Uh, I tagged Jim Dandy after Davis uh, liked our liked our post here. Yeah. So you know you know good trying to collaborate a little bit. <laughs> right. Um, next on the list, someone we don't get to read a lot of. Chew your beer, hmm. Robert. He's drinking a Lupulin Collider by North Park Beer Company, sixteen ounces. 10% AVB, ABV, <laughs> soft and creamy, hoppy and bitter with a gentle sweetness. Four and three quarter caps for that beer, the Lupulin Collider. Um, uh, next on the list is, is, hurry. Come on, come be, yeah. hurry. Uh, John WC is drinking a Bigfoot by Sierra Nevada um yeah. 2021 super sticky and sweet now with a, with the next two words i wouldn't think he would give it such a high rating that he did he wrote stu- uh, super sticky and sweet cough syrupy oh no nice resinous pine with good orange citrus and noticeable alcohol four and a quarter caps okay so interesting because yeah. again I, mean, I have a big foot in my fridge i haven't drank it yet i've been kind of saving it but uh, but now I'm kind of scared with that cough syrup. No, I thought, uh, oh, this is the 2021 version. No, because remember, you and I were having that conversation about uh, Sierra Nevada's Bigfoot last year, and it was like really big and hoppy. It's normally, yeah, it 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 is it is hoppy, and that's why the the flavors he called out kind of worry mm-hmm. me to, worry me a little bit on this one. Uh, I'll I'll give you my I'll drink it before our next show. 
and I'll give my input on on then. But uh, yeah, it, Bigfoot's for me. It's all it's usually good, but it's just not my favorite because again, I really enjoy English body wines because I love mm-hmm. all those Eng- English malts coming. You know the malt, the maltiness, not necessarily the the bitterness and the hoppiness from the from the American hops. So right. No, no, I I totally understand what you mean. Yeah. Well, he, John drank two of them, so well, he did, well, he, he, he must have had a cold. Like, yeah, <laughs> got to get rid of that COVID. Better drink yeah. some uh, big beers. Um, uh, next on the list, Jeff Seiler is mm. drinking a tenth anniversary peanut butter hazelnut marshmallow stout by Westbrook mm. Brewing Company. Some pastry stouts, he says, are just too much this is not Mm. one of them it's a lovely nutty and marshmallowy imperial stout westbrook is amazing happy 10th anniversary with a four and a half cap rating for that beer and another beautiful sunset off of his porch uh in the mountains there yeah um william schlemmer is drinking a tomorrow river hellas by central waters brewing company this hellas really hits the spot Malty with noticeable hops, four and a quarter caps for that beer. That was about an hour ago. Um, Moving on up to Florida. Steve is drinking a Sleeper Street. That's a good beer. By Trillium Brewing Company. And he says, wow, pleasant citrus and tropical. My second Trillium beer ever. Mm. Thank you, Pittsburgh, Tom. (laughs) All right. So, Steve, I got to know, Pittsburgh Tom's out there, and then there's Florida Steve. What other state and city named people are out there? It must be Boise Denny. Boise Denny, Tampa Chris. (laughs) Tampa Chris. Uh, Yeah. I... Steve, if uh, if you're hearing any of this, let me know if you have some other city and state named friends. <laughs> like, all right, Milwaukee name, Matt. Yeah, Milwaukee Matt. So anyway, four <laughs> uh, four and three quarter caps for that uh, for that Trillium beer, and that is what everyone is drinking. Okay, right? wow, it was about twelve minutes worth of <laughs> beer, uh, but it's okay. We got through it. That's mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's get talking about some beers with our. Brew Buzz and the Brew Buzz devoted to discussing various beer related topics. And this week we discuss a little top 10 list with Irish beers to drink on St. Patty's Day. So this this article uh, came out in February this year from the delish.com website. I don't think I've ever been to delish.com, but hey, yeah, they had us list. Delish. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I'll, we'll try it out, see how we like it. It's called 10 Amazing Irish Beers to Toast With on St. Patrick's Day. And this article was by Madison Flagger and uh, Alexis Morillo. So I'll go ahead and start off. I'll, I'll read this little intro and I'll do the first two. Chris, you want to, and you can just go and do the next two. We'll just no, I'll do, you do the first three. Three? Okay. Uh-huh. Whatever, whatever makes you happy. All right. Lest you think Irish beer is all about stouts, we're sharing a whole slew of Irish beers that will appeal to any beer drinker. There are lagers, IPAs, ciders, and fine, yes, stouts too. Some of these breweries date back to the 1700s, so you can be sure you're celebrating St. Patrick's Day with some authentically Irish beer. 
Well, it's hard to get out in one, one uh, <laughs> sentence there. Even if you're nowhere near the Emerald Isle. So, yeah, it's so like I already mentioned, most of these, all these beers are from Ireland. And um, you can get a few of them outside of Ireland. So you may have already had some without having to go visit the Emerald Isle. But if you really want to have them fresh, then go visit Ireland and drink them fresh. All right. So the first one is Murphy's Irish Stout. Now, this one you can get in the States. And Chris, have you had Murphy's Irish Stout? I'm sure I have. Yeah. I haven't had it in years, but I have had it. Uh, brewed since 1856 in Cork, Ireland's Ladies' Well Brewery. Uh, the stout is described as dark in color, but with almost no bitterness. It's got toffee and coffee undertones and is said to be creamy. And uh, Cork, Cork is an industrial uh, town in uh, the lower, like the south, mid-south uh, area. We visited Cork. Um, honestly, probably my least favorite of the towns that I visited while we were in Ireland. It was just too industrial and the people uh, weren't as friendly. Uh, you know, it's a lot of uh, angsty 20 somethings there. <laughs> I don't know. How to, I don't know the proper, the proper terminology is, but um, they were, they kind of had attitudes and weren't as uh, welcoming and friendly as the other towns we went to. So it wasn't our favorite spot, but, um, but yeah, Cork is, yeah, industrial there. So that, that's we, that's what we call them here. Uh, I, I don't want to just lump them into like millennials because it's not. It's, no. but it is just kind of an angsty, um, you know, group. They just seem like they were on ed, like edgy and uh -huh. and uh, you know too good. I can't believe I can't even think of this. Yeah, too good for for us old old fogies. All right, the next beer is a beer that I I do enjoy, and I drank a lot of this beer. When craft beer wasn't as uh, available as it is now, and believe it or not, you know, you go back even 15 years ago, and you couldn't get craft beer in a lot of bars, and uh, in, 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 in any restaurants, pretty much. But one of the beers you could get is Kilkenny Cream Ale, and I is Kilkenny Red, I think is what I always called it. But the cream, it's a cream ale, and hipsters, hipsters, and, hipsters, yeah, hipsters, yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's what that's what they were. They're like uh, Irish hipsters. Uh, but Kilkenny Cream Ale is a beer that you it's it's creamy, um, and it's just a, a good beer that that I enjoy drinking. And I drank a lot of it before craft beer was was as, as widespread as it as it is now. It says this beer has been around since 1710, and was brewed at the St. Francis Abbey Brewery in Kilkenny until 2013, when production moved to Dublin. Uh, it's smooth and creamy and served much like Guinness. Yeah, it is on nitro. It does have that creamy, uh, you know, uh, body to it. And again, cream ales are one of the few beers that I uh, really, truly do appreciate on nitro because it just brings out that creaminess and they already have a lacking of flavor. So you're not, it's not taking away flavor from the beer. And that, that's why I don't mind that one. All right. The next one. And I did have Kilkenny cream ale in Ireland also. So I had it, I've had it lots of times outside of Ireland, lots of times in Israel and other, other countries, but um, I did have it in Ireland. And the next one I also had in Ireland at the brewery in, uh, in uh, Kilkenny, which is, uh, yeah, Kilkenny. This is also in Kilkenny. Uh, Smith, Smithwick, Smith, uh, it's, it's, Spelled Smithwick, but it's Smithwick, Smith, Smithix, 
Sminix Irish Red Ale. That's it. That's that's why I wanted you to have it. That's yeah. why I said you take the. Well, I, I was three. trying to remember the proper way of pronouncing it because I always say Smithwicks, but it's not. It's Sminix uh, Irish, and this is also I like. I enjoy this beer too, and I had this uh, fresh off tap uh, in Kilkenny. So Sminix, which dates back to as early as 1710, calls this beer Ireland's most loved ale. The ruby red ale is available year round in bottles and on draft and draft. And it has a slight bitterness balanced out by sweet malty notes. And I think I have a picture of Sarah and I drinking. She was drinking something like probably an IPA or something. She, she only drinks IPAs, I think. But she had an IPA and I had the uh, uh, the, the Sminix uh, Irish Red Ale uh, while we were eating uh, some lunch in Kilkenny. Okay, so that the first three, is that what I, now you have the next, yep. next one? The, the next three, and then we'll, we'll see how we split it up from there. Okay. <laughs> All right, next on the list is going to be uh, Guinness Extra Stout. Okay, we, of course. we, we yeah. couldn't not include Guinness on this list. The most famous of Irish ales comes in a dozen varieties, including this chocolatey Extra Stout. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's always a, always a winner in my book. Yeah. I like it. Um, Magner's Original Irish Cider. Uh, This is the one I haven't had. I haven't had this one. It's, um, now see, I'm pretty sure I've had this one, but the notes on this one say offers a sweet, crisp drink. I remember it being dry. Uh, Unless there was a, unless there was a couple of different options. Maybe, maybe there's a couple different ones. This is the original Irish Cider, I guess. Okay. Well, maybe I just need to do a, a little more learning <laughs> about this. But the uh, Magner's Original Irish Cider, if you prefer cider to beer, Magner's offers a sweet, crisp drink made with 17 kinds of apples. Wow. Yeah. Where did they get the 17 kinds of apples in Ireland? They they literally have that many varieties of apples in that small island? I did. Sure. <laughs> That's amazing. Sure. Uh, they've been making ciders in... Uh, Colin Mel County, Tipperary, Ireland, since 1935. Okay. Harp Lager is next on this list. This is a true crowd pleaser. It's light and hoppy without being unapproachable. Perfect for sipping on when the weather gets a bit warmer. Yeah. 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 And remember back in the day, Danny, mm-hmm. a, little, a little harp uh, floating on top of some Guinness. Yeah. Yeah. Right. A little black and tan there. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was fancy back then. Um, and then next is Hop House 13 Lager. This beer is like nothing you've ever tasted before. Total... <laughs> In Ireland, maybe. No. Okay. Totally modern, but still true to its roots. This one, this is one com- uh, complex Bev. We could say beverage. But maybe they just didn't have enough space in the article anyway Mm. it's described as a medium uh as medium bodied with notes of apricot and peach so so i also had this is the first beer i had in ireland when when we got we landed got to the hotel and went to the hotel bar and had our first drink um they only had uh uh gosh i'm man it must be a long day my brain's not working what's the uh uh open gate brewing it's uh the guinness brewery right uh, they only had their open gate right is that what it's called open uh gate? it's something gate yeah now i can't remember but they only had it that... is open gate yeah. yeah open gate and so i i'm like you know what i'm gonna have a lot of guinness and everything but i never ha- had this hop house 13 lager so let me try it and i will say 
for a lager, it caught me. It did catch me off by surprise. It was definitely more flavorful than I expected, but it, it, I wouldn't say it was like a, like a real hoppy lager. Like we'd get with some of the, 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 like the Italian pilsners and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It, it, but it was still had good flavor. It was just lighter and, and, but, but it had more flavor than expected. So it wasn't too bad. I enjoyed that one. And Jeff Seiler says he, he's got a question for us. He said, okay. uh, what, what craft beer pairs well with corned beef and cabbage? Yeah. You yeah. got an answer for it too. Uh, Irish red ale for me. I love Irish red ale. Uh, Denny, his, yeah. his answer. Oh, that's easy. All, all of them. them. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably true. Yeah. I would say all of them, but I will say that, um, that a good Irish red is like, is what I really like to eat my, my uh, corned beef and cabbage with on uh, St. Patty's Day is a good Irish red, my opinion. All right. So, Denny, you want to take uh, what that would leave us with what? Four? So, you want to take the next two and then I'll take the next two? Well, there's only three left. Oh, is there only? Okay. I scrolled down. I didn't see. Fine. That's okay. I- I'll Fine. take, uh, <laughs> I'll just take the last three. Okay. <laughs> and uh, so, the next one is O'Hara's Craft Lager. This brand is much newer, been around since 1996, but comes from an independently owned family brewery in Ireland, Ireland's historical malt growing borrow value. Barrel Valley region. Uh, their craft lager is a clean intent, or <laughs> their craft lager has a clean, intense bitterness and pairs well with roast lemon chicken, Spanish paella, and grilled sea bass or snapper. So, what's interesting is that I did have this with sea bass when I was in Ireland. So, I think they're right that it does go well with uh, with sea bass. Uh, so yeah, so O'Hara's uh, again. Uh, I don't know if this one makes it over to the U.S. or not. Oh, um, I have to check. Yeah, but, but you I, know why our count was off? Because I read four of them. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that's okay. That's okay. Um, and then the next one is uh, now we're going to a, a local uh, craft brewery in in Ireland. That's uh, in Dublin, and there might be some other spots too. But there's two places in Dublin. We went to one of them, and I enjoyed this place. Uh, it's called Porterhouse. Uh, the brewery is Porterhouse, uh, and they have a lot of uh, variety of different beers that um, that are craft beers. Uh, and this one is they're talking about their IPA. So I had to throw an IPA in here because that's what they said in the beginning. Well, let's throw them an IPA. It's from Ireland, so you might as well enjoy it. So Dublin-based Porterhouse makes stouts, ales, and lagers, all with cool, funky packaging. This American-style IPA contains 5% ABV, really low for an, I- for an IPA. And has hints of lemon, citrus, and grapefruit. Yeah, I did enjoy the beers there. Um, if you do go to Dublin, I recommend stopping at one of the Porterhouse um, pub brewery locations. They have a couple different locations and and uh, have some have a meal, which was really good, and enjoy the beers. They have a nice flight, and I think we got two of the. I think I got two of the flights. Uh, it was nice. And the last one is the second beer that I haven't had. So I haven't had the the log or the. Uh, the cider, and I haven't had uh, Wild Irish Goose. Uh, if you're a fan of sours, this beer from uh, Logill Brewery is for you. It's totally tart with a sea salt finish, which is a welcome departure from darker and heavier ales on the list. So it's obviously a goza, I'm guessing, if it's uh, got a little sea salt finish in there. So yeah, that one I haven't had. So there's 10 beers 
that you can uh, go out and try and enjoy a nice uh, Irish beer and toast to St. Patrick. Now, I didn't want to go and just talk about all these beers that most people aren't going to be able to get, uh, you know, a lot of them. So I wanted to provide, Chris and I, to provide a few local varieties that you might enjoy. And I, when I say local, these are the ones you can get here in Boise for me. Chris, uh, I think yours is in Tampa, but maybe they, yep. they, they go outside of there. But but these, you're, you might be able to get uh, White Dog Brewing because White Dog does package and they may distribute outside of Idaho, but I don't know. But um, if you're in Boise and you want to go enjoy a, some really good Irish beers style, the, the styles, uh, White Dog Brewing makes two very good options. One is their Irish stout. I I literally had, uh, you know, Friday night, I had uh, three Irish stouts when I was over there visiting White Dog. And then the week before, I had two more. Um, I love this beer. It's a really well-done Irish stout, perfect for St. Patrick's Day. And they also have an Irish red ale that is also very, very well done and uh, just really enjoyable. I really enjoy that beer, too. So those are two I would recommend. And then Edge Brewing... um, you know, I, I don't. I'm, I'm going to say I'm going to tell you the beer because I in I've gone the edge on St. Patrick's Day a number of times. Um, I didn't go last year, and I'm not going to go this year because I think they. I'm not sure if they had it last year, but they have a Irish uh, meal, and usually you can choose from uh, corned beef and cabbage, which is what I always get, which is really well done, or you know another uh, Irish meal you can get, and then of course you can and they brew special Irish uh, stout. And an Irish red ale. Usually, they'll have one, both of those there as well. Now, I went to their website to see if they were doing anything this year. I didn't see it, their St. Patrick's Day menu, and I didn't see that they were brewing these beers. So, if they're not there, I'm sorry. But um, they also have some really good Irish beers during that they make specially for St. Patrick's Day. So, go go try those out too. All right, Chris, how about you? What what do you recommend for anyone local? So locally, we had, um, I had this last year, I believe at around this time, and it was from Cigar City. um, And I was really confused on the name, (laughs) looking at it, and I'm going, where do you come up with a name like this? And the name for the beer was Patio. Ah, (laughs) Patio Tools. Yeah, right? patio um, tool. And I read it and I read it. And I went, Why would you, what the hell? Why would you call it patio tools? That's just stupid. It's a dumb. Na- oh, <laughs> I get it now. Yes. Um, yes. But I think uh, Megan and I went to uh, Cigar City for dinner one night and ended up, I think I ended up having like two or three of these. Uh, it was just it's really easy to drink. It wasn't super, su- aloha death. <laughs> um. It was super easy to drink. It was definitely a little more on the dry side. So it was just, it was easy, easy to drink with dinner. And I actually had, um, I had something with pastrami or corned beef mm, on it. So mm-hmm. I figured it was a, an appropriate match. Yeah. 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 Um, but as far as Irish beers here, that's the only ones that I can come up with. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's hard. I mean, there's cream ales. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of, of breweries here locally that do a cream ale, and some of them are good. But um, and, and some some will be good for for a St. Patty's Day meal if you want it. But uh, but I think you know my my suggestion is go for the the bold ones, right? Go for that Irish red and that Irish 
stout. Those are, yeah. I mean, really good, um, dry, lighter stouts that, that are, have a, an easy to drink. Ref, I mean, and kind of even that stout is is not heavy, right? And it's it's just you, you drink it and, and you can drink three of them without even with pretty easily because it's not it's not holding you back. You don't feel like you're just like getting weighed down by the mm-hmm. the bulk of a stout. It's a nice, lighter, and still full flavored uh, stout that that is, uh, but but not too roasty, right? It's kind of it's it's not in that that high roast. It's just in a, a nice, lighter roast uh, flavor and and easy drinking. Now, if we're talking about cream ales, I'll go to Three Bulls Brewery okay. all day. Okay. I'm still trying to get them to sell me a keg of it, and they <laughs> won't do it. Yeah. Well, when they get big and they have lots of extra beer, they will. I, t- I told I told uh, Tracy, the brewer, I said, look, you can sell me a, a sandwich for mm-hmm. $150 and then give me a keg of beer for free. That's, that's, yeah. that's yeah. fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris. Well, hey, let's get into our new and noteworthy beer. And since uh, I just got done chatting, why don't you go ahead and start us off with your great beers you had this uh, last time? So my very first one on my list, I think I look at it correctly. Yeah, my very first one on my list, I was really surprised. And I even texted you about this one, Denny. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, from Scratch Brewing Company, this this beer absolutely blew uh, blew my mind. Um, now I don't normally, I like, I'm start. I've, I've come to like sour ales, mm-hmm. but normally conditioned with like a house mixed culture or open fermented or things like that. I'm kind of mm, not so excited about, but this beer, um, from scratch brewing company, it's called their dandelion ginger tonic. Mm-hmm. And this is a gruit. And if you're not familiar with what a gruit is, it's a beer that is bittered and flavored with things other than hops. Yeah. Right. So Mm -hmm. dandelion is actually a pretty bitter flavor if you've ever eaten it. Um, But the notes that they have in their untapped uh, page for this is it's uh, a bottle conditioned sour ale brewed without hops, bittered and flavored with Southern Illinois grown dandelion, ginger, carrot tops and clover and then fermented with our house mixed culture. I gave this beer five caps. Wow. Nice. Five caps. This beer was absolutely phenomenal. A little pricey. (laughs) For a little 300, I think 375 milliliter bottle. Man, if I could buy this again, I totally would. Wow. I didn't realize it was a Gruet because I have not been a big fan of Gruets in the ones I've had, but it sounds like this one was done well. And, uh, yeah, I, I would try it. I'll try it. And normally I'm not now I I've been, I guess, kind of spoiled, uh, with my friend Trey, he'll, he'll find random styles like, um, uh, a Roush beer, you yeah. know, smoked beer and he'll brew it and I'll drink it. And man, it's really good. Mm. He's made some Gruets before. Okay. And I enjoyed them. They were pretty good. It, you know, totally, it's a totally different flavor sometimes than you're used to. Mm-hmm. But I think I was talking, uh, somebody messaged me on Facebook about the beer. Mm, excuse me. And it was really like um, a very dry, but very gingery ginger ale. Okay. Um, and man, like I told you, if you can get a hold of it, please do. Yeah. Uh, but I got it from Tavor. <laughs> 
So, uh, but I did really enjoy that beer. So five cap rating for that one. And then I'm going to jump over to my last one from against the grain. Now we talk about against the grain pretty regularly, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, normally they're a uh, brown note or the citra ass down. Mm-hmm. Or, um, and I'd never really had anything ex- you know, really anything else from them. Um, so I went over to the beer garden and they had this beer called uh, the Jorge Castaña. I was like, all right, that, that sounds pretty cool. It's a brown ale. I like a good brown ale. Let's give this a shot. Well, I took a big swig of it and I, uh, I was a little kind of blown away because man, it was really just, it was hot and boozy, not hot, spicy, but hot alcohol. Mm. And I was like, all right. Um, <laughs> well, I guess I'll drink it. Come to find out this 10% beer. So it was an Imperial brown ale. Uh, bourbon barrel aged <laughs> imperial mm. brown ale with roasted chestnuts and it's brewed as a collab with uh cerveza uh Monsigny, which i'm not familiar with them but um as i started drinking it as it started to warm up it really started to turn into a really good beer mm. so i ended up giving that one a four cap rating okay for that beer and then last on my list had to go really local Berry House Beer Company, right in Ybor City. Okay. Um, from my understanding, this place is a lager-only beer brewery. Okay. And they put out a beer called the Tampa Export. And the Tampa Export, um, I believe, was a German Pilsner? Yeah, I think yep. you and Joel were talking about this. Yep, we absolutely were. So it was a German Pilsner um, that I can grabbed at the beer garden ah, <laughs> I, was okay. there. I was there for uh for lunch with my buddy uh tim johnson and um <laughs> yeah, yeah different tim johnson oh different tim like whoa, yeah. whoa whoa wait a minute <laughs> yeah so different tim johnson um yeah and it's and it's always funny because it's like i gotta differentiate be like tim johnson fermented reality beer cast mm-hmm. tim johnson here in tampa um but yeah we grabbed we both had this beer at the beer garden, we grab some lunch over there. Uh, and I think four cap rating for this one. Okay. Um, nice and crisp, light, easy to not light. It kind of had a little kind of light to medium, uh, body to it, but I mean, just super easy to drink. Um, a little bit on the hoppy side, but nice and crisp, uh, to go. We had some barbecue for lunch, so it worked out really well for that, for that food choice too. So, that's, was it was it higher in alcohol? Is that why they were? It was an export. That's build? a great question. Um, I'm not entirely sure. Okay. And on Untapped, it doesn't have ABV or okay. uh, IBUs listed. No problem. No. Well, what about you, Denny? What is uh, what's on your new and noteworthy list? All right. So I'm going to talk about four beers, and I'm going to start off. And I I do have a few five two five cap beers. Um. The first one is from E9 Brewing uh, out of Tacoma, Washington, uh, and uh, the, it's called O'Leary's Coffee Milk Stout. And uh, you know what? I, sh- I, I guess I should have prepared by going into my untapped, so I was ready. But I, I was so in, into what you were talking about on your beers, I didn't think about going and, and checking out my beers here. But uh, this uh, E9, let me see if I can find it here. Here's what I said O'Leary's on untapped. 
I said, this is a beautiful looking beer, poured thick and, and dark opaque. Head is a mixture of small and coarse bubbles, creamy like latte froth and light brown. That's the head. Mm-hmm. Coffee aroma and flavor, dark chocolate, thick and creamy with only an essence of sweetness. It's awesome. And I gave this a five cap rating. Now, I'm not a huge fan of milk stouts. And the reason why is because early on in the milk stout, you know, brewing thing in, in, in the States, people added lactose to it to make it the milk stout. And it would, the lactose would come across way too sweet. And I don't like sweet things. So I don't want my beer sweet. And I just would, I I drink it and I would just get this art like Joel ex- explains this artificial sweetener f- feeling in my mouth. Mm-hmm. And by the time I got done with that, that beer, I just felt like sick to my stomach. And it happened with every milk stout I had. It wasn't just one milk stout. Like everyone I try, it just had that same behavior. And I just, and I kind of said, you know what? I'm done with milk stouts. I, every, some people love them. I don't like them. But I, you know, like like we say, I I continually try them, and then lately, within the last year, I have found that more and more of these of milk stouts are really doing a well job of not over saturating that beer with lactose, putting just enough in there to, to make it a little bit, you know, uh, smoother and a little take a little bit of the edge off of the of the bitterness. Uh, but n- not give you that fake uh, sugary, you know, milk sugary uh, flavor. And uh, I've been very impressed. And to show that it's a five cap rating, I, I actually said, um, oh no, the next one I'll say, I-, I actually made a quote and then Tom Joseph, who might still be on, you know, made a comment back. Uh, but but this is this is worth a five cap rating. I found nothing wrong with this beer. Um, I just loved it. I went back to buy more gone. Uh, I was so sad because I wanted to buy, you know, a six pack or four pack, whatever they came in and I couldn't get it. They were already gone. Um, I won't miss out next time. Next time it's in town, I'm grabbing in maybe a couple four packs because I really enjoyed this beer. Just really well done. The next beer is, uh, from Sun River Brewing. And again, Sun River Brewing is in a, a GABF award-winning brewery with a few of their different beers. This one's called the Coco Cow. It's a chocolate milk stout. I also gave this beer a five-cap rating. Now let me see if I can. So what I said here is I said, the best milk stout I've ever had. Tons of chocolate and so smooth and not too sweet. And Sun River doesn't disappoint. Tom Joseph said, ever? Wow. And Hmm. yeah, it's... It's a fantastic beer. So that's two milk stouts that just gave me and just made me feel happy. And these are like a week apart too. They're not like all the same, like back to back. I had one a week before I had the next one and, and they both just really impressed me. And again, that's from Sun River Brewing in Sun River, Oregon. So an, an Oregon brewery. Uh, the next one is from Grand Teton Brewing, which is out of Victor, Idaho, here in, in Idaho. And uh, I love their beer. I've been a big fan of Grand Teton for many, many years. Um, and they, they're starting to branch out and, and do some new beers. And they have this new IPA called Dreamcatcher IPA. Now, it's an American-style IPA. 
I said, this is a nice, flavorful IPA with tropical hop character and a gentle, bitter finish. It also is very refreshing and clean. Well done, Grand Teton. I gave this one a four and a quarter cap rating. And that's saying a lot because in this day and age of IPAs that are all hazy, to have a non-hazy IPA that stands out um, is impressive, right? There's been so many good IPAs out there that to have a new one that, that is able to stand out above all the IPAs that, that I may have already tried, um, it's, it's, it's good. So I really like this one. So if you can get Grand Teton Brewing, try this Dreamcatcher. It's a, it's a nice take on American IPA. You know, it's a little bit different than everything else they're doing. And then the last beer that I'll talk about, I just had last night. And uh, man, you know, I love Deschutes Brewery. I've talked about them so many times. And you would think that, you know, you know they have good beers that they produce. Uh, you know, maybe, you know, some people might think, well, they're not producing a lot of new stuff, you know, that's out there. Well, they have a new beer, fairly new, called Royal Fresh Double, or Imperial IPA. And uh, I, I saw that, I think I saw Jeff Seiler check into this a while back. I said, wow, I need to find this beer because he really rated it pretty high also. And, uh, and it sounded really good when he described it. So I saw it in the store and I grabbed a bottle uh, just to try it out. And here's what I said about it on Untapped. This is a very nice double IPA. It's actually, they call it an Imperial IPA. So I should say Imperial. Juicy and citrusy with lots of flavor. It does not, or it does hide the 9% ABV very well. Now, the flavor is fantastic. It's candy-like and tasty. And I'm guessing they must have used cryo hops in this beer. I, I'm, I mean, they, one thing about the shoots is they use whole cone hops like uh, Sierra Nevada does, right? They, they have a whole, you know, the whole cone. So they probably use some whole cone in there, but I, I've, to get this juicy flavor... I just have to think that they're using cryo hops because it has that similar characteristic that cryo hops give you that that candy like uh, you know flavor fruit flavor citrus yeah. fruit flavor and it just popped right it was an imperial IPA that popped and just really kind of made me feel good I gave this one a four and a quarter rating as well nice. so. all right those are our new and noteworthy beers. Uh, we're doing pretty well on time. I think we're going to get done right around an hour and a half, which is what I was hoping to get done. We're right at an hour right now. So we're, we're doing good. We do have a couple uh, articles I want to talk about. One that we'll take a little bit of time with, and the other one will be really quick. So I think we'll we'll be doing good. Um, so, Chris, what I'll do is I'll just uh, introduce the article. I'll let you start off with a few paragraphs, and then I can okay. kick in. Is that good? Sounds good to me. All right. So the first article, um, again— I just got done talking about the Schutz Brewery. Um, and if you listen to the show for any length of time, you know that how this brewery ha is close to my heart and I really enjoy what they do, even though they're not you know, necessarily innovating as much as other breweries are doing with new beers out all the time. But they produce really well-done beers that are staples in my, in my beer drinking. You know, there's beers that, like, you know, every winter I drink a ton of Jubilee because I just love that beer. Um, you know, there's beers that I that I thoroughly enjoy. And this news article is about how two of my favorite breweries merge are merging together. And this is Boneyard Beers acquired by Deschutes Brewery. And um, this article, I got this article from the Washington Beer Blog, uh, written by Kendall Jones. But the similar information is found in a lot of different news 
sites. So that's just where I got it. You can find it in a link that I'll have in the show notes. But uh, we're going to talk about pretty much the the entire article here. So, Chris, why don't you go ahead and start off reading about this? All right. Two breweries in Bend, Oregon, just noticed that they've teamed up by virtue of a joint venture agreement. The companies announced today that Boneyard Beer has been acquired by Deschutes Brewery. Been acquired by Deschutes Brewery, the nation's eleventh largest craft brewery. According to a statement released today, they are calling it a quote a unique Bend-based local-to-local, craft-to-craft partnership, wow. end quote. That's a hell of a line there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Boneyard Beer was founded in 2010 by Tony Lawrence and two partners who built a brewery using old equipment collected from more than a dozen breweries across the country. Hence the name Boneyard. Deschutes Brewery brewed its first beer back in 1988, according to the statement. The two breweries will maintain their separate identities. That's going to be pretty cool, I think. Yeah. I hope. Yeah. Yes, it's going to be pretty. It's going to be damn cool. (laughs) Yeah. Um, The financial terms of the agreement were not disclosed, but Tony Lawrence said, or Tony Lawrence will become a shareholder in the resulting venture. For Lawrence, who started his brewery career at Deschutes Brewery in 1989, the agreement represents a sort of homecoming. According to this, uh, the statement, he will continue to manage the Boneyard brand. Mm. All right. Um, I cut my teeth at Deschutes, and it's still a home of sorts, said Lawrence. It was an integral part of my personal and professional journey. My experience as a 21-year-old snowboard transplant falling into the Deschutes orbit was amazing. It gave me a direction to follow and an opportunity in both Bend and Craft Beer. To combine forces with Deschutes and Bend and explore what Boneyard is capable of is simply a dream come true. Yeah, so here's here's what's interesting, right? So, you know, uh, Tony Lawrence, he started at Deschutes almost at the time Deschutes started brewing beer, right? 1989. Mm-hmm. So he grew up, you know, and learned the ropes with Deschutes, then went off on his own. And did his own, you know, he, he took what he, you know, he took his knowledge of, you know, of how they did, th- you know, did things in the shoots and, and wanted to do his own spin on it, right? Do some things that were different from what the shoots was doing and what Bend Beer was doing at the time. And I really appreciate it because I love all of Boneyard beers. Right? I, I've talked about their beer a lot. And I just wish that, um, you know, we were able to get their beer in, uh, you know, here in in the Boise area, but because Boneyard primarily was a draft only um, yeah. brewery, they you know you had to go and get your crowlers or fill your growlers or whatever at you know in Bend when you're passing through. So the only time I really got to enjoy their beer was when I was driving through, and we would deliberately drive through Bend to go visit family instead of going the quicker route because mm-hmm. for one thing, going to bend and, and being a joy, a lot of the good breweries there is a good opportunity. So we, you know, there's times when we would stay the night in bend just so we can go drink and, and enjoy the beer. So I'm kind of, ex- I'm excited, I'm excited about this joint venture because in my, my hope is that th- now Boneyard beer will be able to take advantage of the distributors, the distributing and logistics that Deschutes already has in place. 
you know, they have a, they're, they're, they're getting they're They have a smaller brewery. Well, they have something going on in Virginia. I, eventually they'll have a brewery there, a full big brewery, but you know, they have something I'm, you know, I'm thinking Boneyard beer might have a presence that will be um, pretty widespread in the Pacific Northwest. And that excites me to, to be able to get their beer in this area. I, I love their beer. All right. Uh, so let me go continue on here, Chris. I'll, I'll read this. It says, um, quote, I cut my teeth at the shoots and it's still a home of nope, sorts. Next one. Next one. There you oh. Go. It might be. The next paragraph. The right? Gary Fish. Okay, yeah. There yeah. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> this partnership, this is a quote from Gary Fish, the uh, the founder of the shoots. It says, this partnership is built on relationships. Family and employee owned. Our two breweries become a collection of inspired people maintaining their individualistic free spirit and undying vision for what beer can be. I am beyond proud of what Tony has accomplished in Boneyard, and I'm thrilled to be working with him again. In a report by Brewbound, Lawrence said, a very large portion of Boneyard's 18-person production crew will retain their jobs. He also said that Boneyard staff joining Deschutes will be eligible to take part in Deschutes' employee stock ownership plan. Boneyard's original 20-barrel brew house will continue to continue operations, said the report. The brand's 15-barrel brew house location will continue operations for 6 to 12 months before likely being phased out. Lawrence will continue to own and operate the Boneyard pub in Bend. Apparently, Fish and Lawrence have talked about linking the two businesses for years. The pandemic turned casual conversations into serious discussions when on-premise sales ceased at Boneyard Taproom and the many accounts who purchased Boneyard draft product. The company pivoted and began packaging its products in aluminum cans, but that represented a complete change in the business model. Uh, why don't you go ahead and continue from here, Chris? All right. Well, it's good that they made a, uh, a positive change mm-hmm. in the <laughs> pandemic. Yeah, because right? I, yeah. I, I know even even around here, I saw a couple of breweries disappear because of mm-hmm. the pandemic, and I'm sure you've heard of enough of them. So yeah, um, let's see. Not only did that shift the way Boneyard Beer packages its product in cans instead of kegs, but it also created a need for greater distribution and availability at retail locations. Lawrence says they've had trouble filling the pipeline at retail locations like grocery store chains. The partnership provides an opportunity to expand Boneyard's availability and satisfy the demand for Boneyard's beers throughout the Pacific Northwest. I'm most excited about the opportunity this union, uh, this union provides both companies, Fish stated. Boneyard's rebel spirit and independent attitude will be great for Deschutes. Lawrence says that throughout his 12-year experience at Deschutes, Fish gave him the autonomy to create uh, to creatively figure out complex challenges during years of explosive growth that can often stunt the growth of a young company. He never doubted or challenged our efforts, said Lawrence, who adds that he is looking forward to redirecting some of his attention from the boardroom to the brew house. <laughs> I wholeheartedly believe we can do great things together. We have respect for our roots and we're proud of our journey, but that's that journey is far from over. I'll get this last one and then yeah. we'll switch back and forth. Okay. Since the late 80s, Deschutes has been not only a steadfast source of great beer, but also great brewers. 
all schooled in that original idea of bringing better beer to the people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well done. All right. Now just, uh, I added a couple, uh, about sections. So I'll read the about Boneyard beer and Chris, you can read about the Deschutes brewery here. So Boneyard beer was started with one goal in mind, make great beer. In 2010, Boneyard beer was created in an old school, an old auto shop tucked away in the back streets of Bend, Oregon's historical district. Without any outside investors or major bank loans, Boneyard's inception was unconventional, to say the least. After decades in the brewing industry, owner Tony Lawrence built up a Boneyard of old equipment he collected from 13 different breweries around the country. Alongside co-founders Clay and Melody Story, Lawrence pieced this second-hand brewing equipment together to brew the first batch of Boneyard beer in May of 2010. As Boneyard has grown, the initial fermenters have been replaced with skinny new or shiny new ones, but the original <laughs> refurbished 20-barrel system is still the one Boneyard uses for seasonal and special release beers today. With the capacity of 15,000 barrels per year, it allows our brewers to have creative minds and a lot of fun. Hmm. That's a lot of beer. So yeah. It's cool that they still have their original system. Yeah. yeah. It's a vintage now. <laughs> um, and a little bit about Deschutes. Deschutes Brewery, family and employee-owned since 1988, is one of the quintessential beers of the Pacific Northwest. Founded on the guiding principles of true craftsmanship, ultimate, ultimate quality, and extraordinary cus- uh, consumer experience, a lot of hard words today. yeah yeah i'm glad deschutes, I gave you that one <laughs> yeah deschutes brewery is recognized for defining beers such as black butte porter mm. miller pond, uh, mirror pond pale mm. ale fresh squeezed ipa and the non-stop release of pioneering small batch experimental and barrel aged beers deschutes can be found at its brew pubs in bend and portland oregon tasting rooms in bend and roanoke virginia and it accounts in 31 states across the country yeah 31 states. So that's a good, you know, they got a good, uh, not in area. Florida, damn it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> not Florida, but I know once they get that Roanoke, uh, Virginia brewery open, you will be getting beer down in Florida. I sure, sure hope so. Yeah. Cause I know they were, were they down here? No, they weren't here. They weren't ever there. Uh, no, they weren't ever here. But when we were in Ohio, man, I always loved yeah. getting their stuff. Yeah. Now I have yeah. to buy it through places like Tavor and yeah. Cause yeah. yeah. Black Butte 30, 34 showed up on there the other day oh oh like, mm. is it i i it's uh i actually have a bottle for you i'm saving the, oh, yeah? the latest black yeah it comes in 12 ounce bottles now really yeah i bought two i i bought two um four packs uh and mm. i i just need to i need to send you a, a care package with a tap to craft glass uh, a Deschutes special uh, sour ale, uh, the Black Butte Porter that I've been saving for you, and you know whatever else I decide to throw in there. You're the best, Denny. <laughs> All right, that's right there. There, oh yeah. Oh yeah. look at it. Oh, the camera is struggling on that one. Look at that. Yeah, the camera's like, what is going on here? <laughs> you you were washing adjust. it out. Oh, now we got to adjust. Okay. Oh, uh, oh, oh, whoa, oh. whoa. There we go. You're looking that good. Camera, that camera uh, just did what my brain feels. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we have one more article. 
Uh, this one, again, in the great state of Oregon, where a lot of fantastic craft beer is, in Hood River, Oregon. So this is called, this article is called Overnight at the Hood River Hotel in in the Freem Suite. And this is, I, I got this article from brewpublic.com. It was written by DJ. And uh, this is a short one. I think, uh, well, I don't know. I guess uh, I guess we can split it in half. I'll read the first two and you can read the second two. Does that sound good? That sounds great. Okay. All right. So um, over an overnight jaunt to Hood River, Oregon has just become a bit more interesting as the Hood River Hotel now offers a freem suite, perfect for the traveling beer-cationer. The landmark hotel that dates back to the to 1888 has partnered with Freem Family Brewers for a hotel suite in downtown Hood River. Just a short 15-minute walk to Freem and Hood River Water Park, Waterfront Park, the Freem Suite is an ideal location for a weekend getaway. The Freem Suite features a full kitchen, a luxurious king bed with European-style linens, eco-friendly, spa-quality bath products, flat-screen TV, and complimentary Wi-Fi. Well, I was I was totally against it until they threw in the complimentary. Yeah, the Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi. Come on, man! You got got to have Wi-Fi. Uh huh. <laughs> it's been about a dozen years or so since we've stayed at Hood River Hotel, but its location is great. Beyond the proximity to Freem Family Brewers, I would totally stay there just for that. <laughs> uh, guests are close to Ferment Brewing, Double Mountain Brewery. Oh, really? Double Mountain Brewery. Nice. <laughs> All right. Full Sail Brewing and Hood River Distillers Tasting Room. Mm. Uh, book directly with the hotel and receive an exclusive Freem package that includes breakfast for two downstairs at Broder Oost. Yeah. Okay. Look at that. Yeah. So I think I need to try to plan a trip to Hood River, stay at this thing, this, this suite, enjoy the Freem suite, and then enjoy the walking distance to one of my again, another one of my favorite breweries, Freem Family Brewers produces some of the best beer in the world, according according to me. I they absolutely knock it out of the ballpark. I love their stuff. Bunch of different varieties of styles. Every one is just really well done. So, yeah, I thought I'd just throw that out there in case anyone is out there looking for a beercation. They're going to fly to Portland. They want to stay a little bit outside of Portland for a night. Hey, why don't you drive down 45 miles from Portland, um, east of Portland, on the Hood River, on the uh, on the it's in Hood River, but on the Columbia River uh, waterfront, and just uh, enjoy a, an old historic room and free beer. I mean, you can't go wrong there. Nope, you certainly can't. All right, Chris, we're right on track to having an hour and a half show. So, so before we. St- put this this show in the can why don't you go ahead and let us know who you'd like to raise a glass to this week um so the first person that i would love to raise a glass to is going to be our friend jordan mosek uh jordan and his husband uh mikey live in toledo ohio but used to live down here in tampa but jordan i want to wish you a very very happy birthday today and then tomorrow I want to raise a glass to my dad. It's his uh, dad, birthday already? It's just like we birthday. celebrated his birthday. 
I know <laughs> the guy has birthdays all the time, <laughs> uh, but I want to raise a glass to my dad for his, let's see, he was born in 57, oh, it's 60 something it's birthday. All right. Uh, but happy birthday, Jordan. Happy birthday, dad. Uh, cheers to you guys. And uh, hope to see you both real soon. What, what's your dad's name again? It starts with R, Rodney. Right? Rodney, yeah. that's right. Ah, I almost, I was trying to think before I asked you and I was like, I know what it is. I just couldn't think of it. Rodney. Well, happy yeah, birthday, I, Rodney. That's we got to, fantastic. We got to see him uh, last weekend, two weekends ago, whatever weekend we were camping. He, oh, we were, we were camping about like a 25, 30 minutes from his house. So he oh, uh, nice. came down and visited us for, well, for good. the day. Good. Excellent. And Denny, who would you like to raise a glass to? Well, first off, I want to raise a glass. I still have a little bit of beer here. I'll raise my glass to our Patreon toast this, this week is my buddy Tom Byrne here in the Boise area. Uh, you know, he's been chatting with me on Untapped, and and he says he's got uh, that barley wine bo- going to be bottled up. At, you know, English barley wine is going to be uh, bringing my way. So I'm looking forward to that. And I'll when he comes, I'll be handing off a beer for him, too. It's going to be like a, a handoff of beer, to, beer for beer. So mm-hmm. looking forward to that. So cheers to you, Tom. Thank you for being a Patreon supporter. Uh, and also um, some colleagues of mine that might be listening, right? I, you know, everyone knows I talk about beer at work and stuff, but nobody ever listens to the show, right? And, well, there's three that might be listening right now. Uh, I just want to raise my glass to Ron, Andy, and Adi. If you're listening, cheers, and thank you for uh, listening to the show. I hope you enjoyed it. And, of course, being a former serviceman, I want to raise my glass, and I want to thank all those who have served and who are currently serving in the U.S. military services protecting our freedoms. I hope those deployed are able to return home safely very soon. And Chris, why don't you go ahead and give a toast to our sponsors. At the forefront of the craft beer movement, Brewer Shirts was one of the first to create apparel that celebrates the art of brewing and the love of fine beer. Never too trendy, always comfortable, and offering affordable quality, they screen print their gear by hand in their studio using eco-friendly inks, materials, and processes. Visit their online store at brewershirts.com and use the coupon code TAPTHECRAFT2020 to receive 15% off full-priced items. All right. You can find the beers and the link to the articles mentioned in the show in the show notes located on the show post at tapthecraft.com. And if you'd like to follow us on social media, I can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and Untapped at Loose Screw. And Chris, how can our listeners follow you? Every once in the six months, you can find me on Twitter at Chris underscore 82, or you can find me on Untapped and Instagram at MCK1345. Or as always, interact with us on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or YouTube, everything social media at Tap the Craft. All right. Chris is feeling good because he said at Chris underscore 82. It's actually at Chris underscore McKenzie 82. So. Yep. Yeah, I never go on there anyway. So it <laughs> yes. just in case sure you were going to leave him a message. Mm-hmm. There we go. Mm-hmm. All right. It is last call. It's time to bring the show to a close. We want to thank you for downloading and listening. And we ask you to please tell a friend. And of course, subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, Google Play, Castbox, Podbean, Spotify, Our Heart Radio, and now. Oh, yeah. And also Pandora. I forgot to put Pandora. And also on Amazon <laughs> Podcast. Yeah. Got to throw in a Pandora because even I don't know who's on Pandora, but if you are, you can get us on Pandora. But the three people I just listed have us on Amazon Podcast, which I have no way of knowing 
how many people listen to us on Amazon Podcast? There's no Millions. tracking whatsoever. Millions. So I have to assume at least three, maybe a lot more. <laughs> and as a reminder, we do release a new show every two weeks. Now go out there and spread the good word of craft beer. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.